Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. everyone and welcome to Monday Morning Homilis. This is Father Manny Alvarez flying a little bit solo today because Jorge is under the weather so I am joined. It is an Izzy Monday. Hi Izzy. Good morning Padre. How are you? I'm doing great. I literally picked her up as she arrived to school for work and I said you're coming with me. Dad. I didn't know I was going to be on the podcast today but I'm so excited. She, was, she wasn't ready but that's what makes the you know the podcast so great. So yesterday we had uh, interesting gospel. It was what, very Old Testament gospel. For very me. well. There you go. You paid attention to the homily. So, you told me something on the walk over here that you, you told me that I didn't really comprehend the gospel uh-huh. when you were reading it, but your homily explained it a little more and in a way that I didn't know. Okay, so what was it that that you know? So Izzy has in front of her her book of notes. She was sitting right in front of me in the first <laughs> row, taking notes. And what was it that you gleamed from my explanation during the homily? Um. Can we, let's read the gospel first. Yes, just, so, just so, not I maybe really not the entire gospel, but let's but just like read the good part. What, what, the, what the good, well, the good part at the beginning and at the end. So, Jesus is. We're coming to the end of the liturgical year. So every time we come to the end of the liturgical year, we have, you know, Jesus talking about the end times, talking about the apocalypse, and and really the church gives us uh, gospels that freak people out a little bit. Freaked you out, right? Yes, it did. All right. So this is what freaks you out. It is from Mark, chapter. Uh, 14, uh, 13, verse 24. Jesus says, But in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. So, yeah, that that could, I could see why that could freak you out. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> having that as, you know, explaining to everybody what we read yesterday, what did you glean from the homily, and what did you what did you understand? Um, in the beginning, we were talking about how apocalyptic movies they're not accurate, how we shouldn't believe them, and that when we read scripture, there's no context. There there is context. Wow, there is reading scripture. There's context in Jesus's words, and you mentioned how Revelation in Spanish is. I forgot what it is. No, no, I, I talked about. No, like I said, I said that in Spanish. The book of Revelation is called the book uh, Libro del Apocalipsis. I didn't know that. Yes, so, so so it's called you know apocalypse. So, mm-hmm. but apocalypse is what is the definition mm-hmm. of apocalypse is, is the the title of, of the last book of the Revelation, Bible, a revealing re- plan for us. Which right, I found that really which interesting. which is an unveiling. So mm-hmm. this is what God reveals to us and revealed to Saint John who wrote the book of Revelation. Go ahead. Um, so when you said the revelation, a revealing plan for us, I never thought of it that way. I thought of it as okay, the time on well. Hopefully, when the apocalypse—not the apocalypse—well, the time when Jesus second comes coming. for the second coming, right. I won't be here because I—I f- I always feel like that's in the distant future. Well, but say, you never know. It can be—it can be like in a few hours. You never know. There you go. So um, it could happen during this podcast. Right now, hey Jesus, he just comes right now. <laughs> like, hey, it's this guy. I—I um, I just thought of it like as the end, but really it's not. And we see that that plan that he has for us, and you talked about it later on. Um, I don't know if I can skip ahead to like more to the end. Um, that if you're so if 
all we all we really have to do not all but you said the three main points of to love God love your neighbor and serve the poor if you're doing if you're doing what you're supposed to do you'll be fine that be fine. in the sense in the sense that you're following God's plan you're not doing what you want to do we're not being selfish you're following his will even though at times it's hard but um I even forget that just doing those three simple things I'm gonna be fine and I sometimes feel I maybe I have to do more maybe I have mm-hmm. to like I don't know, go on a mission trip to Africa and then maybe I'll get into heaven. But no, you actually start here and you remind yourself that this is all for his, it's his will, not yours. Right. And and at the end of the gospel, I mean, what she talked about, mm-hmm. um, what she just talked about, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows neither the angels in heaven nor the son, but only the father. Now, it was one thing that, we're going to start hearing an Advent, which starts in two weeks, that it was part of the Gospel Antiphon during the Alleluia, which is by basically the, the next verse after this Gospel passage ends, the one that we, we ended at verse 32, but verse 33, which was not read yesterday, says, Jesus says, be watchful, be alert, you do not know when the time will come. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you were done, but I said it. The end of the world comes to people every day mm-hmm. when they die. Yeah. You know, a very wise person once, you know, when I was a seminarian, once said that because, you you know, you said it also earlier. People are obsessed with end times, with the end of the world. You're probably too young to remember. Remember the Mayan calendar? Yes. She asked when 2012. Yes. There was a movie made about that. I never I, saw the I, movie. I never saw it. it looked never bad. saw the movie. It was just like, mm-hmm. why? But we're obsessed with it. And some of our separated brothers and sisters of other, you know, of other Christian faiths, are also obsessed with the end times and being mm-hmm. left behind and, and all these things. And the point that I was trying to make yesterday is that, okay, first of all, you mentioned it, Jesus is evoking Old Testament imagery here. Mm-hmm. He is calling upon Prophet Daniel, which was the first reading yesterday, which we'll get to at the end of the podcast. He was talking about, you know, in the book of Amos, book of Joel, book of Ezekiel, all these prophets, Isaiah also talked about, all these prophets gave you know, apocalyptic imagery to the people to kind of like shake them, mm-hmm. you know, and say, listen, if we don't start doing the way of the Lord, and if we don't stop going down the way of pagans, which, by the way, they said it 15, you know, excuse me, 2,500 years ago during the time <laughs> of those prophets. Jesus said it 2,000 years ago, and we're still, we don't get it. As a human race, we continue to defy and disobey our God, who wants nothing mm-hmm. but the best for us. What did I? You remember the phrase I repeated three times? It's kind of like you know, no place like home. Was it God does not punish God us? God doesn't. Punish God does us. not punish us. He loves us and He's merciful. And then you said at the end, like at at the very end, mm-hmm. Him, He, God, and His kingdom is coming to earth. So right. Yeah. And here's the beauty of it: it's already here. We don't realize you see it. That. It's already here because Jesus Christ, the first thing he says, and we're reading from the Gospel of St. Mark, but the first thing he says in the Gospel of St. Mark mm-hmm. is repent. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is at hand. Okay? He is not saying, okay, the world's going to end and the kingdom is coming now. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is that he has come to establish his kingdom, found this kingdom, initiate this kingdom mm-hmm. here on earth, in his person, and through all of us, through our work together as a church, to be able to institute a new society, Mm -hmm. 
a new way of living, a new way of worshiping God, a new way of treating each other, which we haven't figured out yet. Now, yes, the church for 2,000 years has been working to build up that kingdom, Mm -hmm. but we haven't, you know, as a society, we're still rejecting all um, of that. You mentioned it a little bit. You mentioned that a little bit too. Is a little bit um, that nowadays there's most that there's most things that are contrary to our faith, and we try to show our kids the right way. I I said we try to show our kids. I don't have any kids of my own, you will one but day. Ho- yeah. hopefully. But I work at a school, so I try my best to give a good example to the kids, even though they're literally like ten years younger than me. But they're still into earthly things that I didn't have when I was their age and it amazes me a little more every day that they say things or they say oh I'm watching this I go I don't even watch that like I tell them stop Mm -hmm. watching it don't don't mention it here at school just it's do watch anything else but that and it's sad and we reject I don't know what I wrote here Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So we have to reject even be able to, and I like this part as how you said at the end, to rely and follow Jesus. Mostly to rely because sometimes you don't, I know there's many times as, and every time I end a homily or end praying, I always say, Jesus, I trust in you because sometimes I don't rely. I can't really do, put my 100% in him. And it's difficult, but I can try to follow him. And then I like fail kind of like trusting him. Like I follow him. But when he says, like, say, he's like, oh, let's go this way. I'm like, ah, no, I want to go this way. So it's, it's things like that, that it's, it's that always difficult. We, we think we know better. We think that, okay, this is going to bring me happiness. Mm-hmm. Even though our faith, our morality tells us otherwise, mm-hmm. we still go in that direction and defy the Lord and turn our back on him. So, you know, I want to go back to something you said about the kids. Mm-hmm. Because you, you're, you're with seventh graders and eighth graders all day mostly seventh graders, mm-hmm. who think they know everything. Yep. Okay? And so, but what they're exposed to, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. what they're exposed to is just crazy. Uh, the other day I was talking to an eighth grader, who you know very well, and she was telling me, all right, I got to get back home. I have, you know, and, and I, I don't know, you, you got a big show you got to binge watch? She goes, no, I'm binging 13 Reasons Why. I'm like, no. Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. And I go, no, sweetheart, don't watch no. that. So right now, pretty much everything on Netflix. You know, the kids were saying it the other day. Oh, there's really? No, there's nothing on Netflix. Nothing on Netflix. There's, there's nothing. <laughs> That's literally how they talk. There's nothing on Netflix. <laughs> you, li- you, like the, you like my imitation of my kids? <laughs> oh, there's nothing on Netflix. <laughs> you know, but what do you mean that there's nothing on Netflix? Like, no, I'm saying like, that, th- that I guess there's no shows that appeal to them. Oh, there's but no then show- they watch shows that have every explicit thing every episode. But on yeah. streaming or on streaming uh, on street, yeah, because yeah. maybe it's older shows that you know that they couldn't watch when they were younger mm. or that they're came st- out when they were younger. They're still young. They're still kids, even though they're thirteen and fourteen. I still see. Like for see example, them. the only the only thing that's worthwhile on Netflix, in my opinion, is Stranger Things. Oh, that's a good one. It is a good one, but and it, but even then, it's, it's like it's, talking. But, no, no, but but it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's you know some scary stuff, and but mm-hmm. to me, it's it's an homage to the eighties and to a more innocent time. Mm-hmm. And not not that everything is is you know not that it follows you know yeah. not that it's you know the chosen or anything like that, <laughs> but 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 I, I you know as an eighties kid, I find it supremely enter- and entertaining and very well done. Mm-hmm. Everything else, it's like they're pushing the envelope. For the sake of pushing the envelope, mm-hmm. and it, and literally, it's what these kids look for. Because w- here's the thing: all day, they're being educated by religious sisters, mm-hmm. 
They're being educated by very good Catholic teachers, is he included? Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And um, and so I don't know if it's a re- you know a, a rebellion or something like that. The other day, I don't know. I was I was teaching a week ago. I was teaching uh, the eighth grade class. We were do, doing a thing on vocations, mm-hmm. and and I I don't know. Out of the blue, I mentioned Riverdale, and everybody perked up. I didn't even know they were watching broadcast TV stuff, and I believe that's on it's a, on, it on, on the CW. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but no, but the old ones oh, are on Netflix. Yeah, you're right. The old yeah. ones are on Netflix. no. I, there was one that was watching a show that was you were in in this school when it started airing, and probably in kindergarten. Oh. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I love Grey's Anatomy. There you go. But <laughs> see, you're, you're an adult. Yeah. Okay, but these kids. little kids shouldn't be watching mm-hmm. these things. It's also like the you said at the end that we recognize evil, but we find refuge in Christ. Like that, we 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 recognize it that, yes. that they even know it. They know, and adults know it too. That oh, this is kind of yeah. I shouldn't believe in this. I shouldn't be watching this. Right. Even songs as well. That why am I hearing this on the radio? I need to change it because it's like the devil is trying to get to you as in any way possible. And you're just trying to let him in. You're you're not letting him in, but you're giving him a passageway. Yeah, it happened to me the other day on um, on Saturday nights before I go to bed. I watch Saturday Night Live if it's live. Oh, you know, so but, but but lately they've been really yeah. pushing the envelope mm-hmm. on a lot of issues, and it's like, uh. so I watched like the first three minutes, and I turned it off, and I turned on the college football game, and I fell asleep like two minutes later. Okay, <laughs> the next day I'm like, well, let me see. Weekend update, you know, just to see what these idiots are talking about. Okay, and then they fu- they have funny stuff. Yeah, they, they, they have funny stuff this weekend. Bit. But I mean, it's so right before weekend update always is the musical guest. You know, mm-hmm. who the musical guest was this weekend. Taylor Swift. All right, so okay, all right, little parentheses here because I, you know, I have Comcast, so Comcast gives that smart, you know, uh, uh, smart so resume. Okay. So it's yeah. like it skips over the commercials and it stops when the commercials ends. So I'm looking. Usually, the biggest segment is usually weekend update. So I fast forward to that big segment, and then it shows, ladies and gentlemen, Taylor. Why is Taylor the musical performance? And so I did not know about this. Yeah, you didn't know. Last night, I watched, and I'm sorry for going off on this major tangent. It's nothing to do with what we're talking about. (laughs) But it shows good music when it's done well. Mm -hmm. I spent 10 minutes watching her new version of All Too Well. Listening to All Too Well. Have you, now can we talk about this? Because this, this, I was an emotional wreck after that. (laughs) Now, th- apparently, this is Taylor talking about her breakup, so they say, with Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. about uh, twelve years ago, so, something yeah. like that. A long time. And so they, she did a short film that she ri- yeah. wrote and directed. Yeah. And she had it, you know, playing, playing in the in background, the background. Mm-hmm. you know, the video images. The, we're talking about Str- Stranger Things mm-hmm. is is plays Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the name of the of the characters are him and her, yeah. and the kid from uh, who I just discovered a couple of weeks ago. The kid from uh, Team yeah. yes, that guy. I forgot his name. And so I'm there, and I'm and I'm lo- watching the song, and I'm thinking, okay, the song will end in three and a half minutes, four <laughs> minutes, whatever it is. And Taylor keeps going. Now this song is longer than one of my favorite songs ever, which is American Pie. Yeah, American Pie is like seven, seven and a half, minutes, eight minutes, eight minutes. Song. Something. It's a great it's song. Mm-hmm. It's longer than Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yeah, there, isn't that the longest? So, supposedly the longest. Uh, no. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll look it up. But it was a great. It was a great song, but and but it w- there was nothing. Here's a, here's the point that I guess to to wrap it back into what mm-hmm. we we're talking about. There was nothing, let's say, objectionable. It was you know other than <laughs> the the only lesson I gleaned from <laughs> that is exactly if you're gonna you're date gonna if you're what if you're gonna date Taylor Swift, <laughs> don't break her heart. 
She'll write an album that about was the, you. That was the first joke <laughs> on Weekend Update. Well, if there's anything America learned this week is don't break up with Taylor Swift or she'll spend 10 minutes on national TV singing about your breakup. And it was great. By the way, a friend of mine told me that scarf she talks about in the first verse yes. of the song that she left at his sister's mm-hmm. house. Somebody found that scarf on social media and is trying to get it to her. Aww. Go figure. Because yeah. that scarf comes out. I don't, you know, yeah. the, the video is about, it's a short film. It's like, these are the things I never watched. You know, I'm big into the Oscar. I never watched the short films. And, you know, it was there, and I don't know, I don't know if it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be nominated or anything like that, but that girl from Stranger Things was only 19 years old. Yeah, and then Dylan O'Brien's 29, and then it, it depicts, sorry to go off on this too. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Boy, this is so the, the worst tangent we've ever done in this podcast. I'm going to keep it in here, or he cannot come in and I edit it out. It go ahead, go ahead. Because they, she purposely did the age difference because that's how old, that's the age difference when she was 19 and uh, Jake Jade Hall was 29. Whoa, that's a big yeah, difference. Yeah, it is. So I mean, the there's a lot of meaning behind there, the there's song. There's a lot the of difference. I mean, that's okay when you're like in your mid-20s, yeah, but absolutely. when you're 19, I don't know, you're like, yeah. you're like, you're like really young. So, mm-hmm. but to, again, to bring it back to <laughs> what we're talking about. All right. We're, we spent like two minutes talking about that's a 10-minute okay. song. We can go 10 minutes on that because it is... It is a. If you have ten minutes to spare, you know, wa- watch a short. That's the type of music that I'm not saying go listen to Taylor Swift, but yeah, go get. Go but but it's pretty. It's, it's pretty it's wholesome. Good. Yeah, it's it is. Not, it goes against what, because I I have I maintain that that song came out first when. Twenty twelve. I want to say twenty twelve. Yeah, I went to your concert. The Red so, concert. Uh, right now, explain to what, what what she's doing right now. She's trying to reclaim her. She's I, trying I know, to reclaim all her music and making it her version. So her version. Yeah. They are all the it albums. Sound like it's studios, like yeah. Red. TV Taylor's version, which Taylor's I version. thought it was TV like. And television. no, no, and, it, and it's and it's an amazing, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of money, people are going to buy it up. You're oh. you're buying it up, so yeah. it's like, and I bought it up. I, I mean, I just watched it on, on on DVR, but it was like I went and I saw the short film, mm-hmm. which was oh, you did? I did. It was fourteen. I, fourteen, fourteen minutes, minutes. I, I, instead of watching a football game last night, which a very good football game, I watched fourteen uh, Kansas City and, and Las Vegas, and. I watched this 14-minute short film, which was very, very well done. Mm-hmm. I have to say, and and I think her name is Sadie. I think is is a girl's name. She did a fantastic Amazing. acting job. So for the third time, to bring it <laughs> going back, back. <laughs> to all this, it these are you know, she's talking about relationships, talking about you know all these things. I, oh, I was going to say earlier. I maintain that no good music has been written in the last 20 years, unless your name is Taylor Swift or Adele. Be- Adele, I didn't see oh the thing last gosh. night. How was it? Oh my gosh, I cried. I, really I, I watched it. An hour. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but this is. <laughs> I, I was. I, I thought about it was watching, amazing. but she oh. she she writes amazing. very well. Anyway, and, and and it's but... it's something that things that are heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Like um, the the Beatles have a you know not I the Beatles, Beatles but but oh. uh, Peter Jackson's gonna release on Disney Plus later this month. <gasps> Some un, you know, un, it's this month. It's this month. I'm so excited. I'm yeah, putting a reminder on my phone literally right oh, now. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we were talking about the apocalypse, and this is, I believe this is going to be the last episode of our podcast if we keep going this way. <laughs> okay, anyways, anyways. But we know we've never gotten into music, exactly. so it's like we always talk. Well, well you we always, talk, we talk you sport, always talk about sports. Sports, and you know, every now and then, throwing in a movie there, but we, you know, we're talking about music. I mentioned music during the homily because I mentioned during the how you the thought the R.E.M. song. Oh, no. Yeah, but you also went world. through like the stages of like how we all thought the end of the world was coming, like during the fifty to sixties. World War Two, the Cuban Missile Crisis, yeah. you know, the nuclear, uh, the pandemic, the pandemic. So when I got to the pandemic, I said, you know, it's kind of like the REM song, 
Oh, I forgot. It's I forgot the, what band. I forgot what it is it's too. It's the end of the, the world, world as we know it. Exactly. It is. It was the end of the world mm-hmm. as we knew it, and so we're trying to adapt to what it is now. And it's kind of like, all right, now we're going back to Jesus. It's kind of like Jesus is fo- making us focus on what is truly important. We learned during the lockdown what was truly important. We learned, you know, the sense of family, having to spend more time with our family, having to spend more time, also spending time away from church. You know, we realized that we've started to value the Eucharist. We're starting to see now more and more people come back to church. Mm-hmm. You know, you were at the 1030, but at, at the 530 mass, because we had our first Emmaus retreat, you know, this there, past weekend. That's why there was a lot of people there at was, the 530. It was <laughs> packed. Well, you were, here, you were here at the end of the mass uh, yeah. for the kids. It, it was, was packed. packed. Yeah. And it was so beautiful to see Aww. all these men. The you retreat know, was this weekend? It was this past weekend. The, the oh, closing that's month. awesome. So it was, it was beautiful to see all these men come back. And I said, okay, here you come back and you hear this gospel, which, which freaked Dizzy <laughs> out. I go, but you know what? It was probably appropriate for them to hear that because I wrote to them a palanca on, on, on Saturday night that said, okay, during this weekend, you will change. But when you walk out, You've changed, but the world does not. You've been mm-hmm. on retreat a million times, and yes. you know this experience. Yes, that you, so. you, you know, they they're coming back to work this morning, and they're full on fire with the Holy Spirit, but the world hasn't changed. But now, because of all these things that Jesus is talking about, because he wants what he's doing is he's warning Jerusalem about their impending doom. Jerusalem's going to be destroyed by the Romans in the in the seventies A.D. Mm-hmm. And you know what he's talking, what Jesus is talking about is we need to turn away from our pagan ways. And start following him who is the way, the truth, and the life. And so it's about all of us working together. And one thing that, that, you know, that I touched upon at the end of my homily at your mass, but I Really doubled down on it with I the amazing men. I think exactly where you're Yes, no, you no, know, no. St. Michael. St. Michael. I was, I was about yeah. to say, Father, you haven't yeah. mentioned St. Michael at all, and you were very excited about talking about yeah. him yesterday. So <laughs> what happened is, you know, Michael is mentioned in the first reading uh, from the book of Danny. Michael, the prince of the heavenly host, will lead us in this battle against the enemy. Now in the school. That's in the Bible. That is in the Bible. I never knew that. Sorry. Yeah. That is in the Bible. <laughs> I not know that. So, um... You know that in the school, the kids pray that prayer. Sister yes. Rosalie prays it at the end of Mass every Friday. Mm-hmm. It's important for us to reclaim that prayer. And I, and I said it, I confess, I don't pray it as often as you. I don't even know it by heart. I had to have it. It's right here. I, I still forget it. It's right here on the, on the back of this <laughs> post-it note. Okay? I wrote it down because I needed it. And in fact, we have Sister Mary Michael, who you know heard that I was mm-hmm. preaching about... Because especially when I was talking to the Emmaus men, uh, when you're talking about spiritual battles, because here's the thing is that all these obstacles that we have in our life, it's basically this age-old battle between good and evil yeah. that predates humanity. Mm-hmm. started with God and Lucifer. And so, you know, St. Michael thrusts Satan into hell with all his minions. And so when you're talking about those spiritual forces, as a preacher, I can tell you, it exhausts you. It really, I walked out of that mass what, you know, what did I tell you when I got to YouTube? I opened I'm, the door I'm and I'm exhausted. I'm uh, going to eat. I'm go- you know, yeah. and, I, and I went to watch all too well, t- 14 <laughs> minutes. That's how I relaxed last night, and and it was what well, was it was a, it was a nice reward. It was no, it was, listen, it, it, one thing I it, it's appreciating good art, mm-hmm. and it's very rare to find these days because mm-hmm, exactly. you know art really started you know you know before movies music started in the church. We were the patrons of good art, mm-hmm. whether it be 
you know, paintings, sculptures, mosaics, tapestries, music, all of this, you know, well, started in yeah. the church. And so we need to recover that sense of beauty because beauty is so important. Bishop Barron is constantly talking about it. So when you see good art, I wasn't ready for that <laughs> when I turned it on last night. I was turning on to see two idiots talk about, you know, the, their version of the news. Mm. And I was, you know, and I was exposed to this incredible song, as hokey as it may be. Mm -hmm. But the way that she did it, it was incredible. So it's, you know, it's it's a way of, of beauty being expressed. So what, you know, I was exhausted and it kind of perked me up a little bit. Because when you are talking about spiritual battle, when you're talking about the forces of good and evil, and when you as a priest who are at the front lines of the spiritual battle, especially when you're in the confession, especially mm -hmm. when you're dealing with people at their very worst, yeah. and that's why they come to you, you have to do, you know, you have to do battle. St. John Vianney every night will do battle with the, you know, with the, with the, with the, with the devil. So St. Michael, and so when Sister Mary Michael uh, heard that I was talking about that, she goes, oh, no, Father, you have to pray their tears of St. Michael. I <laughs> pulled out the poster from my pocket. I go, here it is, Sister. Where's St. Michael? You know? And it's so important because St. Michael is the one who, and it says it in the first line, St. Michael the Archangel, to defend us in, ba in, in battle. Be your defense against the wickedness of the, and the and the snares of the devil. So the kids pray that. They may not understand it, mm -hmm. but it's important that it's on their lips because they're invoking Michael. But to bring it back to the kids, because that's what we deal with on a daily basis. They're so they're so besieged by all this evil around them and they don't know what to make of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I were talking, you know, having a normal conversation about two or three weeks ago about one of the students and and, you know, all she gets, all the student would get is exposed in, in terms of religion is here in school. And then at home, the student, most students do not. And so what does that put you in as a Catholic school teacher? The position it puts you in to try to bring them Jesus Christ. It's difficult because to be totally transparent, when I was their age, I didn't know really much. Of, I knew my faith. Like, I can tell you almost every, at, at eighth grade, I can tell you all the books in the Bible. I can tell you all the Beatitudes, all the Ten Commandments, like all that stuff. But I didn't know what it was until high school. So I always tell them, like, yes, I know sometimes it does get a little repetitive. It really does because that's how I felt. But it's, it's textbook. It's textbook. Yeah. It, but this is the basics of your faith. Right. That not even adults know sometimes. But in terms of connecting the, the, the brain to the yeah, heart, it's, it's they haven't done it yet. They haven't done. They haven't encountered Christ in that deeper way. And that happens. Yeah. It's difficult. It's very rare that it happens in middle school. In, yeah. I mean, I have seen it, it happen to a couple of kids, but, but not, not. No. Not in the way, but. That's what they need. And I was talking with Sister Sean Pauline about it. And I, we always say almost at least once a week, these kids, like this middle school is like this age, they need an encounter with Christ. Because if it's not now, later, it might not even affect them. And that's what's the difficult part of it all. Mm -hmm. That, like how you said, you're trying to show them Christ here at school, but we don't know what they're doing once they leave. Yeah, and, and, and it's up to their parents. And, exactly. and that is our battle. Mm -hmm. as a as a Catholic school and, and our purpose is to be able to evangelize not only them but their families as well and as a parish so there's so many things that we you know we heard from that Taylor Swift band <laughs> for so long but you know Izzy thank you for coming in and, and pinch hitting and, and for George and, and next you know next time George will, will be here and and, and the three of us will, will have an Izzy another proper Izzy Monday yay yay but <laughs> but hopefully that you know clarified you know, a gospel that is a little terrifying. It is. 
you know, you hear about the sun being dark and the stars falling in the sky, and like, yeesh. The, at the end, uh, the end of the gospel, what, what does it say? It's not his, what does Jesus say? No, it says, it's but of that day, day, or yeah, about like, that day or hour, no, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the Father. So it's like, you know what? If you're doing, you said earlier, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you're living you're good. a good and authentic Christian life, what are you, you know, what are you to worry about? Because mm-hmm. you place your trust in Jesus, and Jesus will take care of you. So we're gonna, and mm-hmm. we're not gonna do the prayer of Saint Michael right now. I'm gonna end the podcast at the end of the, uh, after the sports segment with the prayer of Saint Michael. So again, Izzy, thank you thank for you, joining Patrick. us, and uh, we'll see you down the road. God bless you. Good night. Oh, good, good, night. good night. That's okay. <laughs> good. You know, it's 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 very early in the morning, but she's wanting to say good night. Bye, Izzy. Bye. It's like the old George Burns thing. Say good night, Gracie. She would say good night, Gracie. Bye, Izzy. Bye. Yes, yes, the you, the you, the you, the you, baby, the you, baby, yeah. Whoa. A running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's you a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. <laughs> what was that last night? All right. So much to get to in sports this morning. But we're going to go back three days because we had a very, very big win on Thursday night football with the Ravens and the Dolphins. And the Dolphins shocking the world. And defeating the dreaded Baltimore Ravens and their so-called MVP, Lamar Jackson. So uh, we didn't want to talk about this morning. So on Friday morning, Ashley and I decided to tape our instant reaction to the Ravens and Dolphin game. So here it is. All right, Ashley, are you awake? Bother Manny. Are you awake? Because What time did you get home last night? Okay, so... Well, we're recording this on... Friday, the day after the Dolphin victory yes. over the Ravens, and she was there. I was there. She was Didn't freaking leave. out during the first drive, texting me and go, we got to stop this team. Father Manning, we're not going to be able to stop them. Yeah. Boy, was I wrong about our defense. So last night, I didn't get home till about a little after 1. By the time I got on the turnpike and jumped 95 south. But then, as soon as and I got home, guess what? Two minutes left, heat game. I saw the last two minutes of that, too. Well, there you go. Um, but exhausting. Very, oh, wow. very exhausting. Tra- it was packed. Traffic was terrible. But we didn't come to talk about traffic. We didn't talk about the best. You already year. know two in a row. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! What an amazing, amazing feeling. Here, all right, so Jorge isn't here because he's on timeout for not <laughs> for falling asleep during. I forget what point of the game he fell asleep in. I don't know. Timeout. You you know. Nope, he's, he's not out. Here. He's out. He got voted so, off the island. Exactly. So we love him. We'll talk in the next segment. We'll talk yes. about what you know. We hope will be a UM victory over FSU. Yes. We're recording this on Friday afternoon. Anyway, so. That defense, where has it been all year? We've seen glimpses of it the last few weeks. In yeah. Buffalo, we should have beaten Buffalo yeah. with the defense. The thing is, the offense wasn't up to snuff. Sure. And then last, you know, on Sunday, it was an awful game. Yes. And you didn't see it on TV. Troy Aikman and, and Joe Buck, they oh, were, those when they clowns. Came, they came back from oh, halftime and it's like, Joe Buck said, well, and he just tossed it to Aikman and like, like, what do we do with this? Because it was 6-3 Miami mm-hmm. and I go America. This is what we put up with every week because that's yeah. that that's what it happens. Now, I, I don't know if it was last week or the week before you said on the show, uh, you're done with Tua. But 
you heard the chants when he came into the game. So the chants were even happening before Doran Warnock would say, we really? want to, which I didn't like because Jacoby is, was still our starter. No, he is. Show yeah. the man respect. No, he's he been nothing should. but good to he's been, us. He's you been know? good. And he, he talks and he says, you know, I'm, I'm starter worthy and stuff. So I didn't like that the fans, you know, wanted the Tua chat in the beginning. But when, well, when he came in. Oh, it was electrifying. I was mad. I mean, the, some reporters said that it was the loudest cheer. The stadium shook. Yeah. But I didn't. He came out and he didn't have the crosses on his cheek. No, here's what happened. Tell me. Yeah. All right. So here's it because you were you were tailgating and doing oh, yeah, all this fun. You and, know it. And uh, no, I, didn't, the, I couldn't tell and you. All this, and all the stuff that you usually do. So here's what happened. According to the reporters and all the tweets that I read before yeah. before the game, uh, Tua went out to warm up, okay. warmed up. You know what usually happens, and and I know this from from being with the team, is that injured players go out and they have to do certain workouts. The trainers are there. Doctors are there sometimes, their position coaches are there. So obviously, this is a starting quarterback, so the head coach is there. So he goes out there, throws the ball around. Aikman and Buck said they were on the field, and he said the ball had some zip. Yeah. You know, so it was like, what's going on? Flo said, no, you're not going. All right? And so Tua, according to reports, was dejected. And this is this is a problem we'll get into. Yeah. He was dejected. He was dejected and said, you know, and he went down and it had to be... So, even though, yes, he was the backup, he didn't put the eye black on the two crosses. I know. He was not, you know, you know, but thankfully, he was mentally prepared to enter the game, which he did, and he did well. He did great. So, a lot of national media, because here's the thing about these national games, whether it be Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday night, the entire league is watching the Everybody. game. Everybody. And we're going to do Everybody. Robert Hunt in a second. All right? The entire league is watching the game. So a lot of national reporters who may or may not have watched a Dolphin game or, you know, maybe just watch the film and don't watch an actual Dolphin game in progress, which is what Ashley and I suffer through every week. Yes. Okay? They're wondering, okay, wait a second. If this guy is your starter mm-hmm. and he's good enough to be your backup, then why is he not good enough to go out there and start? He's your starter. Exactly. Yeah, no, and it makes you wonder, is it... I first I said, is it Tuit saying I'm not ready, or is it the coaches? No, but it's he coaches. To go. It's coaches. Because it, it was to go. his middle finger. It was a tiny break, and he said he's not in pain. Because that's the first thing. If yeah. you're in pain, don't go out there. I hate to say yeah. anything. So it was the coaching staff that you know sat on. Then I I, I I mean I don't know. I don't think it's been handled well. And again, we're recording this over Friday afternoon, and, and I doubt any news will be breaking over the weekend because usually it's yeah. a mini buy and everybody takes off and. And has a little mini trip, and, yeah. and, and, and there's really not much going on exactly. in, in in Dolphin World. But you know, we'll see what happens. But, but any but, update on Jacoby? I mean, it, it, no, Jacoby. It, it, now here's the thing: during me. during the game, and you know, the, the sideline reporter did say this. Jacoby, I don't know if you saw, he was running up and down. He was ready that, to yeah. go in. Like if let's say Jacoby was our long term starter and he mm-hmm. was our our man, he was QB one. He could have gone back in the game. In fact, he went to go back in the game. Now. I think Fox over-dramatized this when you they showed the replay. <laughs> that they showed Flo kind of like looking back at the bench and, and pointing down, like telling Jacoby, mm. sit down. I don't think that's exactly what he was doing. You don't, you know, you don't. First of all, few guys sit down. During, yeah. I mean, unless like you're just coming off the field. Exactly. Your unit just coming off the field. So during a game, some guys are walking around because they have to stay loose. Yeah. You can't you can't be sitting down. But Coach Flo is very animated too. He's always throwing hands, this and that. So maybe he was, you know, pointing. Um, but it's good to know that Jacoby. No, he was ready to go. They he, didn't tell us. You know, we, we couldn't tell in the stand. No, no, the and story I mean, and that's why the magic of Twitter is like you see that. You yeah. know, when they went to commercial, like I didn't know. Now here was the thing during the, the first 
throw that threw a through. He was remember they were da- pinned down at the yeah they're far. Yes. He threw a dart to Jalen Waddle. The next two throws were eh, so so. They yeah. were very so so. So okay. I'm thinking the middle finger. I mean he probably put everything in that middle finger. So but after that yeah it was after that series that you know and the defense again was three and out. Yes. I mean oh, I think yeah. Baltimore was one for fourteen or something like that. One for yeah. thirteen on third down. So. The defense was out, was out there, and and Tua, you know, when 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 the defense went came out, and then the second series of, of Tua, we were like, okay, is Jacoby coming in? Is Tua, Tua is coming in? Yeah. Fox went to break, and thankfully Joe Buck said Tua is coming out. Fox, I love Joe Buck. Joe Buck is a man. Oh, I'm that, not a fan. No, because you're a Red Sox fan. Uh, because the Red that's Sox exactly. fan, you know, because before the curse was yeah. broke and all that stuff, you know, you would bring it up. I, I like Joe Buck is is a very funny man. Yeah. I love his call. He could not pronounce Tonga Viola. No. He would t- pronounce it Tonga Viola. Oh, well, you know. And, and thankfully, I think somebody, a producer got in his ear and said, Joe, just call him to Just call to Just call him yes. to so, so, but that was, so in the stadium, what was the, re- now, here's what I wanted to tell ask me, you. I'll tell what you. Was, what was the reaction to the Robert Hunt touchdown? Or oh. not, no touchdown. Oh, I mean, there. You saw the replay. Uh, yeah, no, the, the. First of all, there was a lot of plays that we went crazy about. Rough in the quarterback. Were we playing? Oh Brady? no 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 no! That that sec that you were you tweeted that. I did. I said, I said. I said. I said. Are tweeted. we are we playing? That was Brady? that. That was you that, know the refs love Brady. Yeah, that was after the Xavier uh, Howard yes. touchdown. That we pinned. No wait. No, we pinned Baltimore down to the one. We did. It wasn't after the touchdown. Uh, we pinned that Baltimore down at the one. Yeah. I mean, it was just an Matt Collins. Like, wait, we got there and, and got. Oh, the now Matt Collins. No, well, Matt no, no, Collins still, still, still is your guy. Yeah, still he, is your yeah. guy. So he was good. He I was, mean, you know who didn't really show up last night? Miles Gaskin. But that is okay because on Sunday. Well, that's what. But I goes, a great game. Robert Hunt yes. took the ball away from him. So, I know. So oh, you what, saw that. So when when ball what was hog. the reaction when the, when every, everybody's been going crazy? Wild. I can't believe people saw voices. I mean, it was. We, we didn't sit the whole time. And the ushers this year are very strict with it. They will say, sit down, sit down. Why, why, why do you have to sit? Because it's like a new stadium policy where they don't want people standing in obstruction. And are stuff. you kidding? They're, it, it's really bad this why? year. Like, and they get the police involved. But well, I don't get this. I, this is just, news to, breaking news here. I didn't know this. I think it has something to do with like, the opposing fans. When they come here, they don't know how wild we are. So literally, but the like, opposing fan. Do you, how many ball? I mean, I, oh, I got let me tell you Baltimore that. fan. Baltimore fans take over the stadium. And they were not nice, father. No, you know the words that were said. We sat next oh. to a nice uh, couple from Baltimore, okay. and the guy, nice guy, probably right. my age. And he said, "I said, how you feeling? How you feeling? We had a nice talk." And he said, "We're gonna come back in the fourth quarter." He goes, "We play and one quarter of football," and no, he goes, the fourth "And that's what usually it. happens." Baltimore's been known to pulling out double digits, and they have deficits. the best kicker in the league. They, they really do. Who missed a kick? Yes, and that took the. The, the life out that of that kind of that affects a football team when some you know when a kicker what Sanders any has player. done it to us all season yeah. Sanders missed those it, kicks and like we like the one in in, in London the Raiders one yeah in London he missed one it affects the team it does but here's the thing with the Robert Hunt touchdown if you don't know what we're talking about obviously the Robert Hunt touchdown is our right guard. I don't know why he snatched the ball out. He snatched the ball out of the air. He's like snatched the ball and then has the presence of mind. He's getting to the goal and extend the ball. And yes, you all saw it. It was there. It was a touchdown, but it was illegal. I mean, the only way that would have been, I believe. If it would have been deflected, yeah, I think it would have been legal touch. So make him a tight end. If he wants to play that, if he wants to be like no, that, make him a tight end. He said he was a tight end in high school. Well, what's he want to do? Obviously, he wants to score touchdown. Mama but must have ev- been in the stands. But I mean, the what are we next doing? morning at two twenty something in the morning, okay, like three hours or something after the game ended, yeah. they already had the elevator photograph. Now yeah. I've been in Hard Rock Stadium in those offices, yes, and they change those photographs almost, you know, 
I don't say I want I don't want to say weekly, but but they still have often. one of them, Nadana Kinsu. Nadana Kinsu still yeah. has his eye. He, he's he's not the most handsome man either. Yeah. I'm not gonna go there, but <laughs> so he's still yeah, he's his so there. There were so many plays, but the main story was our defense. Yeah, that zero blitz defense, and the thing is that Troy Aikman pointed it out. I even knew it. It's like to me, Lamar Jackson, who is MVP. Oh yeah. I I mean, every he's time great. I doubt him, he comes back and does something crazy. I do not think the Dolphins should have chosen him. That we choose that was the draft we chose Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah. So, but to me it was very simple. You you were there, so you see a better access to the field. The yeah. middle of the field was open, and, and the receivers he were running shots. out. He had shots. He, we put so much pressure on him. Their offensive yeah. line couldn't hold us, and we're not used to that. So who won the game, Father Manny? Did our defense win the game? No, our defense won the game. So it wasn't our offense. No, of course not. Okay, want to make not. sure because no, our, our, our defense, our offense, really. When Baltimore came down, like you said, those two roughing, the Jerome Crazy. Baker letter of the law, yes. Potentially, it was a, but maybe. Letter of the maybe. law. The second one, Holland, who had an amazing game, number eight. Amazing game out of Oregon. He great. He, he comes up and he's going to strip, trying to strip yeah. the ball like you're taught to do. Grazed his face mask. Oh, he went to the head. And even Aikman was saying, eh, So questionable. No. It, we, it was not yeah. even quite. It's like you don't make that call. Yeah. It's like that drive. I put, I tweeted out, it, it, you know, we had scored 15 points already. The Baltimore, at that point, only scored three. Yeah. So when they scored the touchdown, I put Miami, Miami 15, ref seven, Ravens three. So true. Because the refs basically helped them get down. There were, they called us on a holding penalty, on a defensive holding penalty. When they were showing the replay, they were showing it from behind Lamar Jackson. Ugh. The offensive lineman in front of Lamar Jackson had a fistful, a fistful of Jalen Phillips' jersey. He's Jay- been playing well too. Jalen Phillips had a great game. I'm happy there was, for there him. was one play that stand. He had a sack, but there was one play that stood out to me that he was in the middle of the field. Lamar Jackson rolls out and scrambles, wow. and this man tracked down a former MVP starting quarterback who has led the league in rushing for quarterbacks. Yeah. Just tracked him out and tackled him for two, only a minimal two yard gain. So yeah. Jalen Phillips starting to come around. We're this is probably the most positive segment I know. we've had all year. Because and, yeah. even the Houston game, we're like, yeah, we won. But, but we played Houston. against the worst team. And looking forward. And you weren't here for the for the, for the the Patriots victory Monday. So. No. But let, let's see looking forward, right? Yeah. So, all right. So we got let's, – let's look at so our schedule. We play – The Jets. We play the Jets. Twice. Is the, is the, yeah. We play the Jets. Patriots. The, or, next, the next two weeks. I mean, in, in 10 days, we play the Jets. Okay. So – that we, That's winnable. We're, by the way, it's two and a half already. They already put the Dolphins in two and a half point favorites in the Meadowlands. You ever been there? Father, for man, Met I Life's, grew up 20 minutes from there. No, no, I'm saying, but I'm saying, have you been there for the Dolphin game? Yes. That was that, actually my first Dolphin game ever really? was because I grew up right I, there. I have great memory. I mean, whenever I would drive, the, the MetLife takeover, yep. there's nothing greater than beating up the Jets and seeing all the Jet fans scurry home after yep. going. You know, I think one game we dominated so much, I only heard JTS, Jets, Jets, Jets once. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so here's our the rest of our schedule. We play at the Jets. Winnable. On the 21st, Sunday before Thanksgiving. Sunday after Thanksgiving, Panthers here Home. and one Mr. Cam Newton. He's back. He's back. I'm they like, took yeah. their ex back. What is this? I mean, you know, some people do. Yeah, I'm telling okay. you. Then the Giants here. During the week are of our fa- fair. During the week of our fair. Okay. They are... They are a bad team too. Yep. Uh, they have this. Uh, they have the same win total that we do right now. Yes. Then the Jets here again. So we have New York back to back here. Winnable. Two New York teams. Then you're going to this one. I this, am. Now here's where it gets a little difficult. Saints. The last three teams may be playoff teams. 
Saints. Saints. Titans, Titans at Nashville. Yes. That's uh, Titans. Right now, they what they did last Ryan week. Ryan Tannehill. To, listen, what they did last mm. week going into the Rams. And I, remember, this is eleven. You know, this is nine days ago going into Los Angeles, and this the, you know yesterday. You know, Odell. we're recording this on Friday. Yeah, but this is before Odell. Yeah. They went into Los Angeles, beat up the beat up the Rams without Derrick Henry. Nobody expected them. Yeah. So we're recording this. We don't know what happened mm-hmm. on Sunday with with the, with the they were playing the Saints. Yes. So and then the last week we host the Patriots here. We do. So ten and seven is still a dream. And that's what you know the Ravens fans when they were leaving because they left with three minutes left. We were saying bye, <laughs> safe travels, and they were being very nasty about that. They kept saying, "See you guys in the playoffs." And I said, "See you guys them, in the playoffs." I said, hey, I literally they, said, "Thank you, Jesus. Please tell more, me we're going to make the playoffs." They thank you. They think more highly of our team <laughs> that's than what we they, do. They Nobody does. You see that defense? Yeah. And they lost to Cincinnati, but they have not seen the last yeah. time Baltimore shut down like that was when Tennessee. Two years ago in the playoffs. Yes. At home, they were in Baltimore. And Tennessee right. went in there after beating up uh, New England the day the in Brady's last game in New England. Tennessee had a great defense and yeah. had a great defensive game plan. So that's, you know, so ten and seven, the dream's still alive. I'm happy about our football team. I'm happy about that not touchdown, which is the greatest yes. not touchdown in Dolphin history. And um, I still don't know how you're awake this morning. Oh, I'm struggling, Father. And, no, and, and another thing, how many podcasts have you done this week? Uh, <laughs> I've done. This you is did my one yesterday in the tailgate. I did one yesterday in the tailgate. I did two um, earlier this week. We do our Monday ones. No, I'm I'm booked up. I'm booked. Miracle, but I still come a... to work every day. Yes, she, you I ha- do. yes, you have. Yes, you have. Now and she's working, working hard in our fair. So yes. that's the Dolphins, and we love our team. It's I mean, terrible. we still need a little question. But about we needed that so that, bad. That, the offense, the offense, uh, running game is non-existent. Yeah. I said it on this show. It's you heard it. You know, in the, in the bumper before we we came on. We need a running back. And not having – I mean, Miles Gaskin is only so serviceable. But, you know, the offensive line is the big problem there. Yeah. And um, they were not up to – you know. They were okay. They were okay, but yeah. But not but where the they should be. But the thing is that Jacoby and Tua is three sharp stops and, and hit it because that's it. That's all the time you have. Yeah. And you can't go downfield. So, no. And that's what I say. That's why if you if you can't go downfield, then what does it matter that Tua can't go downfield? Exactly. That long pass to to uh, to uh, uh, Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Was amazing. It was. They said it was thirty-five yards in the air. It didn't even look like a Dolphins play. I'm not even used to that happening. It was amazing. I was yeah. speechless. The stadium got quiet because we're not used to it. They amazing. need to use him more. They need to trust him more. You know what I mean? All right. Play. So here we go. Uh, I don't know if we're leading out or if we're leading into our talk about the Canes game in the next segment. So, yeah, we're leading out from it. I was gonna throw it to Jorge and I had to clip it out because Jorge's not here. Uh, I don't want to get into the Canes game too much because uh, it still stings. All I have to say is fourth and 14, you rushed three men. Seriously, Manny. Come on, dude. We had this kid. It was fourth and 14. The game was there to be won. And, uh, but it was a great game. It is FSU and Miami at its finest. Uh, college day, may I saw, game day, I saw you may, did a moment of silence to what this rivalry used to mean on the national landscape. It still means a lot in the state of Florida. And uh, congratulations, to FSU. Uh, they they had they played better, uh, most parts. Uh, they I talked to many fans. They thought that they were going to lose that game. I thought they were going to lose that game uh, towards the end because uh, Tyler Van Dyke really did a great job bringing us back. Knighton did a great job. Brewster, uh, everybody, and they they kind of shut down Charleston Rambo for the majority of the game. He came back and just made some incredible catches. So there are a lot of things to be positive about about that game. Fourth and fourteen, not so much. 
Uh, I'm going to end it right there because we are approaching uh, the 50-minute mark. And as I promised in the first segment with Izzy, I want to talk about St. Michael and and finish off with the prayer of St. Michael. I'm, I'm basically right in a, uh, alone in the studio right now and talking to all of you because, you know, Izzy and I made light of a lot of things and, and can't believe we went off 10 minutes, almost 10 minutes on the Taylor Swift song and, and so many things. But that's the beauty of podcasts. It's just free-flowing conversation. Uh, but I cannot underscore the importance of praying to our angels, to our guardian angel, and especially to St. Michael the Archangel, to pray to them, especially now during this time of spiritual battle, now during this time where we are, you know, basically, you know, besieged by all sides, on all sides by so many forces of evil. And and I said it last night during my homily, the 530 Mass, we have to call evil by its name. We have to call the devil by its, by his name. And, and, and like say in the prayer says, thrust him into hell because we need to reclaim our identity as Christians and we need to be able to go out into the world and say, you know what, I am protected. One of the things I told the Emmaus men last night, because I, you know, I was talking about, you know, last week I went on November 10th to uh, celebrate the Marines' birthday with the Marines over at Duffy's and, and, and they're proud of being Marines. They're proud of their service to their country. And I always call the Emmaus men the Marines of our parish because whenever we call on them to do something, whether it be for the fair or for whatever it is that we need, we need manpower, they're always there in the first to sign up and the first to volunteer. So I told them, listen, you're coming out of this retreat, you need to suit up because you are about to be engaged in spiritual battle because that is what happens when you go through retreat and you latch on to Jesus Christ and say, the Lord is the center of my life, it drives the devil insane. And so he's trying with all his you know, might to try to bring us down. And that's why we need the help of St. Michael and also the help of our Blessed Mother, you know, who tramples upon the head of the serpent, you know, the new Eve. So I wanted to end, as I promised, I wanted to end this podcast with the prayer of St. Michael. And, and folks, download it, write it down, copy it. I, I told the person last night, you know, keep it by your, on your nightstand and pray it as often as as you can. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls, amen. And may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.